This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, February 10th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. House Ag set to move a $16 billion stimulus. Top R. End justifies the means on climate. EPA nominee heads to Senate floor. Republicans slam stimulus process. The House Agriculture Committee will debate a $16 billion stimulus measure that includes a substantial down payment on Democrats' promise to address racial justice issues. The committee's draft bill, which will be part of a broader $1.9 trillion stimulus package, would provide sweeping debt relief to minority farmers on USDA loans. The measure also provides significant new funding to help processors and other parts of the food supply chain address the impact of the pandemic. Keep in mind, the Biden administration, as well as the Senate Agriculture Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, were involved in crafting the provisions. I partnered with my House colleagues to ensure the bill includes vital support to help families put food on the table, strengthen the food supply chain for farmers, provide critical support for farmers of color, and fund rural hospitals, according to Stavenow. Republicans on the House and Senate Ag Committees are angry that they were uh, not included in the drafting of the stimulus package. Ahead of the House bill's release, Senate Ag Ranking Member John Bozeman told a crop insurance group, no Republican has any idea regarding what's in the way of agriculture. For more on the stimulus package, as well as the latest on the pace of China biotech approvals, and uh, look at how the 2020 census will affect rural political power, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Bozeman rips administration on ag climate policy. Bozeman, the Arkansas Republican, also had some harsh words for the Biden administration over their aggressive plans to attack the climate issue. He doubled down on the assertion that USDA lacks the authority to use the Commodity Credit Corporation as a carbon bank and challenged the department to produce a legal analysis. I'd like to see some lawyer from the USDA actually put their name on some of the stuff that they're talking about. He went on, in the case of climate policy, the end justifies the means, Bozeman said. It appears that they're willing to do whatever they need to to cram it down our throats in the way that they did in the waters of the U.S., Bozeman said. He was referring to the Obama-era water pollution rule that was eventually replaced by the Trump administration. Take note, he also raised doubts about the administration's interest in expanding Farm Bill conservation programs as part of its climate strategy. Bozeman thinks it will be even harder to get farmers to enroll in conservation programs with commodity prices relatively high. What are they going to do to force people to sign up for conservation programs? Now keep in mind, Bozeman is clearly talking about set-asides like the Conservation Reserve Program. AgriPulse Daybreak will continue after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. 
We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to Daybreak. Regan nomination ready for Senate vote. Democrats and Republicans on the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee joined together Tuesday in a 14-6 vote to send Michael Regan's nomination as EPA Administrator to the floor. Four Republicans, Alaska, Dan Sullivan, South Carolina, Lindsey Graham, North Dakota, Kevin Kramer, and Mississippi's Roger Wicker joined the committee Democrats in voting to advance Regan's nomination. Uh, take note, the committee's top Republican, Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia, voted against Reagan, citing his lack of commitment to preserving the Trump administration's navigable waters uh, protection rule, which replaced Obama's WOTUS rule. She also concerned about the installation of former EPA Administrator Gina McCarthy as the new administration's climate czar. Senate plans action by spring on infrastructure. EPW Chairman Tom Carper, a Delaware Democrat, is pledging to complete two major infrastructure bills by Memorial Day. We expect to have a hearing later this month that focuses on surface transportation reauthorization with a strong climate title, Carper told reporters. Carper said the committee will also compete in a water resources development reauthorization reauthorization bill by the end of May. Union pushes for hazard pay, vaccine prioritization. A union representing grocery store and packing plant workers is calling on the federal government to ensure they get hazard pay during the COVID-19 crisis. Many employers offered hazard pay at the start of the pandemic, but in many cases that has lapsed, according to the United Food and Commercial Workers. Sue Wilmot, a Safeway worker in the Seattle area, told reporters that the local city council required employers to pay an additional $4 an hour, and she said that needs to expand nationwide. Mark Perone, UFCW's international president, said some grocers were not only refusing to provide hazard pay, they've actively threatened local mayors over adopting hazard pay within their communities. Weather helps some Brazilian farmers with soy harvest. Good weather in Brazil's Midwestern region helped many farmers pick up the harvest pace of the country's soybean harvest, but rains are delaying progress in the southern states of Parana and Santa Carina, according to the Agrel Consulting Firm. The 2021 Brazilian soybean harvest is still the latest in 10 years. The harvest is roughly 4% complete, up from 2% a week ago, still down sharply from 16% at this time last year. Keep in mind, the late Brazilian harvest isn't stopping importers from making purchase commitments. Brazil is still expected to produce 133 million metric tons this year, that according to the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. But Brazil is starting with low stocks, and the country is expected to sell out quickly. This opens the door for a repeat of last year's market conditions where limited availability of Brazilian soybeans late in 2021 reduces export competition for U.S. new crop soybeans, FASS, in a new report. 
Ag exports to Cuba dropped sharply in 2020. U.S. ag exports to Cuba dropped off in 2020, according to USDA data. The U.S. shipped just $157,485,000 worth of ag commodities to the island nation last year, 37% drop from 2019. Even U.S. poultry exports to Cuba, which have been rising for years, fell sharply last year. The U.S. shipped just $143.6 million worth of poultry to Cuba in 2020. It's a 25% drop from the previous year. U.S. farm groups and some lawmakers are pushing for the Biden administration to improve trading relations with Cuba after years of new restrictions imposed by the Trump administration. Four Democratic senators introduced legislation this week to end the U.S. embargo on Cuba. Here's today's She Said It. Getting hazard pay is not a bonus. It's about being paid the serious risk that we have to face every day. That's Sue Wilmot, the Safeway worker in the Seattle area. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, February 10th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Chuck Nally.